learning Daf Lamed Vav Amid Aleph right from the beginning. So the Gemara here is referring back to the Mishnah, and the Mishnah we learned that you're allowed to throw Peiros down through the hole in the roof, through the Aruba, to save them from the rain, even though the Tircha is not for the Tzarech of Yamtiv, but Chazah were Matir to prevent you a Hefzid. And the Gemara compared that to the Mishnah and Shabbos that says that you're allowed to move away boxes from a room to make space for uh, for Talmudim to learn or to make space for guests. So the Gemara now continues to compare and contrast these two Mishnayas. Hasan Tanan, there it says that you can remove boxes of a lowest altar. You can't remove the oats or the, the storehouse itself. What does it mean? What does it mean, but not the storehouse itself? It means you shouldn't completely um, remove all of the things in the storehouse, meaning don't completely vacate it. Why? The reason is perhaps if you do that, you might come to level the gumos, the holes in the ground. In other words, when you remove everything from the room and you see the the ground level of the room, you might see some some inconsistencies in the ground level, some gumos, some some little pits in the uh, in the soil of the in, the in the dirt of the floor, and you might come to level them out, and that's the shaila of binyan hachamai. So the question is here in the Mishnah in in, in Beitza, what's the din? Are you allowed to completely clear off the roof of all of the pairs in the roof? Do I say that Hasim who over there? Shabbos, that's talking about Shabbos there, it is the Asad Azazar. In other words, Shabbos is very Yichamur, and therefore Chachamim were so afraid to allow you to remove everything, you might come to level out the floor. But here we're talking about Yamdav. The kill, it's lighter. There's no Karis, there's no Skila. So Shabbat Dami, so it's okay, you can clear off the roof, and we're not concerned you might come to level off the roof. Oh, or perhaps no. If Hasan, if they're on Shabbos, they could be the base of Medrash, when we're dealing with Bittu base of Medrash, but Talmud Tara, Bittu Tara, and Amrlo, and you said that you can't do it. Hacha, certainly here, the lack of Bittu base of Medrash, there's no issue of Bittu base of Medrash, like Koshke, and certainly you wouldn't allow it. Okay, that's one question. Vacha, now here, tonight, it says, Mashilan Paris de Acheruba, you beyond them, you're allowed to let Paris down, throw Paris down through the, through the skylight in the roof on Yamtiv. said it's only through the Aruba through the window in that roof that the pairs are on. So the pairs are on the roof and there's a window there, you can only throw them down through that window in that same roof. But if it means moving the pairs from one roof to the next, it's Aser. Vitani Nam and the Baisis is the same thing. In without the Migagla Gag, you're not allowed to carry from one Gag to the next. A Even when the roofs are the same level, nonetheless, to go from one roof to the next is Aser. Hasanais, what's over there in Shabbos when you're removing Boxes from a room to make space for the Tamidim, for make, to make space for the Archim, are you allowed to move it even from one building to the next? Hachahu, do I say here, by Yamdavu da Asr Mishum Yamdavu da Kil, because it's Yamdav and it's light, and therefore, if we will be Makal to actually move from one roof to the next, Vasilu Sazulu will come to be Mazalzal more. So they didn't want to be per, be Matir so much, Tircha, because you might come to be Mazalzal and other things. Avos Shabbos, but they are where it's Shabbos, it's very Chum, where people understand the severity, will come to be Mezalzel in Shabbos, Shabbos, that means it's okay. Hold on, where? No. Maybe Mahacham, if over here, I have to pay us here, where there's a potential loss of Peros, right? If you leave the Peros out and the rain hits them, they're going to be ruined, and Amrilo, and still you said, you're not allowed to do this if it means going to another roof. Hasam, so there in the Mishnah and Shabbos, the Peros, you don't stand to lose Peros, you're just trying to make space. Well, Koshkin certainly we wouldn't allow you to go from one building to the next.
And that's the second child. The third child, Lohacha, Tanya, it should say Tanya. Here it says, You're not allowed to lower them down with a rope through windows, right? The Mishnah says you can sort of push it through the skylight, but if it means lifting it up and, and over a window and, and lowering it down using ropes, or uh, that, that's a problem. Well, you read them, Derek Salomon, you shouldn't carry them down using the ladder or a staircase. Just throw it down through the hole in the window, but nothing more. Hasamite over nine Shabbos, when you're removing, when you're removing the boxes to make space, what's it then? Do I say, Hachab Yamtav here, on Yamtav who the Yasser? Here's where it's Yasser. Do I have a bit of a Semedrish? There's no bit of a Semedrish. There's not such a great need. Avos Shabbos dik a bit of a Semedrish. But in the case of Shabbos, where there's a bit of a Semedrish, it's okay even to tear, carry it down in ladders and to lower it down with ropes. Oh, don't worry, no. Hachab Yamtav has to pay us if here, where there's a potential loss of pay us, still, Amritla, he said he can't do it. Hasam in the mission on Shabbos. Do I have said Paris? No one's losing any Paris. Well, Kozukain certainly it would be Aser. So in all of these three Shailas, the Gemara doesn't really have an answer. The Gemara says, Teiku, let it stand. And, uh, there's no, there's no resolution to any of these Shailas. So the Gemara Vaiter, Umachasin is Paris. The Mishnah said that in addition to throwing Paris through the window, if, uh, if there's Paris that you want to protect, from the rain, you can cover them. You can cover them. Even if it's like a row of bricks, which are muksa, and the rain is coming, and you don't want the rain to ruin the bricks, you could bring something to cover them over to protect them. No, no, no. Only peros that are roi. Only peros that are not muksa, you can cover. But something that's muksa, like bricks, you're not allowed to cover it why not? Rav Yitzchak is going according to his reasoning. Rav Yitzchak says, Right? Everyone knows that there's an issue to be metaltel muktzah on Shabbos. Rav Yitzchak holds, not only can you not be metaltel muktzah, but in kli, but even a kli, you cannot carry in kli nital, el ladavra nital b'shabbos. You can only carry a kli for the sake of something else which is able to be carried on Shabbos. But you cannot carry a kli for the sake of something that is a mukta. So, according to Yitzchak, you couldn't cover a vured livni, a row of bricks, since they are mukta. You're not letting me metal to the cover for the sake of the bricks. So, the is going to now discuss this whether we see this to be true in the Mishnahis or we see this to not be true. Tonight it says, The Mishnah says you can cover pears in Kalim. Why does the Mishnah specify pears? Doesn't it sound like pears? It only pears you can cover. But a vured livni, though, but bricks, which are mukta, not. Sounds like a Yitzchak. The Mishnah only allows you to cover Paris. The Mishnah does not allow you to cover things of Muksa, like a Yitzchak. So the Mishnah says, no, no. Who had the Indafilav, you already live in it? No, really, the Mishnah could have also said that you could cover bricks. Why did it say only Paris? Because it was already talking about Paris in the Reisha. Reisha. Since already the Reisha said, Mashilin Paris, you can lower down Paris to the roof. Right? The Reisha said you can pick up Paris and throw them down through the skylight in the roof. Now, obviously, you can only pick up peros that aren't muksa. You couldn't pick up bricks and throw them down to the hole in the roof because it's muksa. How could you pick them up? Since the Reisha said you can only pick up peros and throw it down, Tana safe. So therefore, is a peros. The Sefer also taught the lashon of peros, but it could have really also said the same thing about bricks because maybe the Allah is not like a bitzak. So we have no proof from that part of the Mishnah. Well, tonight, then it says in the Mishnah, v'chein kadiyayin, v'chein kadishemet. Right? Also. If you want to protect the barrels, the jugs of wine, and the jugs of oil, and cover them, it's allowed. So why does the Mishnah specify wine and oil? Why didn't it say also bricks? It gave another example of a food of yain and shemen. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. 
And what does it mean when it says Yayin and Shemin? B'tivla. It means Yayin and Shemin, that's B'tivla, that's Tevil. You haven't separated the Chumas and the Maishas. And actually, it's Muksa. And Davka, we see here, not like Rabbi Yitzchak. We see here that you can take something and cover Yayin and Shemin of Tevel, even though they are Muksa, not like Rabbi Yitzchak. And the Gemara Shizachanah and Mestavra, it's really Mestavra like that. Because if you think the Mishnah is talking about jugs of wine and jugs of oil that are Hatter, that are not Tevel, why does it need to say that? Hatana Leresha, it already said that in the Resha. It said in the Resha, So what's the difference covering Peros and covering jugs of wine and jugs of oil? Unless we'll say that the jugs of wine and the jugs of oil are Tevel Avisar, and you see that the Allah is not like a Yitzchak. The Gemara says, no, no, no. No, maybe the mission is talking about Yayin, jugs of Yayin, jugs of Shemin that are not that are not Tevel. And you want to know what's the Chiddush? Kadiyayin v'kadiyayin v'kadiyayin The mission needed to tell us, it was necessary to tell us that you're allowed to cover jugs of wine and jugs of oil. Because I might have thought, when it comes to peros, I can cover them. You know why? Because for the great hefsid, when your peros get ruined, when they get saturated with water, they get ruined, and that's a great hefsid. So for the hefsid muat, they were concerned, and they allowed you to cover them. But lefsid muat, but for the little hefsid of the jugs of wine and jugs of oil, the little hefsid that will happen when water falls onto them, they weren't concerned about that. So the Mishnah says, no, 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 even that, can, even that little hefsid is allowed. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're mukta. It could be that they're hetar. So we have no raya from this Mishnah one way or the other. So now it says in the Mishnah, it says in the Mishnah at the end, no sin in kli of You can put a kli under a leak. So the is assuming it means that there's, let's say, a, a leak of something, muksa, a dirty leak, and you're putting a kli there, to catch it. How are you allowed to move a kli to catch something moksa? You see the Allah is not like a Yitzchak. So the says, no, no, no. That leak is bedel of haray. It's a leak that's right. It's like a barrel of wine that's leaking and the wine that's leaking out is raway. It's it's usable. It's not moksa. And you're just actually trying to save the wine that it shouldn't go to waste. So there's no raya. Tashimad says in the Mishnah, You're allowed to spread on a sheet, uh, uh, a mat over bricks on Shabbos. It means the the bricks are going to get ruined in the rain. You can spread them out over them to cover them, even though they're mukta. The Gemara says no, maybe they're not mukta. The ayes or maybe none of those were ones that are left over from building, left over from construction, and bricks that are left over from construction are not mukta. Why are they not mukta? So chazik the they're fit for leaning on, leaning on them, sitting on them. Bricks that are left over from construction are not considered mukta. There, people use them for this for leaning on them. So there's no raya there. Tashma, it says, You're allowed to spread out a mat over Avanim on Shabbos. Stones. Lachari stones are moksa. You see, not like Rav Yitzchak. So the Gemara says, no. These stones are Mikurzalos, which either means they're uh, pointed stones or they're soft stones that are used for wiping after using the bathroom. The chas and the Besakisa, they're raw, they're fit for use in the Besakisa, and therefore they're not moksa. Tashma, come in here, it says, Parsin B'Shabbos. You're allowed to spread out a mat over a beehive on Shabbos. A bee's nest, a hive, right? You're spreading out a mat. Why are you spreading out a mat? B'chama, in the sun, the sun, in other words, in the summer, you're spreading it out to protect the bees from the sun. In the rainy season, you're doing it to protect the bees or the beehive from the rain. As long as he's not intending to catch the bees, in other words, to lock the bees inside. So you see that you're carrying a mat in order to cover a beehive, which is muksa. So the Gemara says, no, it's not muksa. Hasam nami, there too, it's not muksa. Dikka devash, there's honey inside. So maybe you couldn't carry the mat to protect the bees. 
but you can carry the mat to protect the honey inside, honey in the honeycombs. That works, that's good in the summer. In the summer months, there's actually honey inside, there are honeycombs inside the beehive, and it makes sense to say that you can cover it for the sake of the honey, right? The Ikadash, there is honey there, but in the winter, Michael, I mean, what are you going to say? In the winter, there's no honey. The honey is all removed in the winter. So then, it still says that you can cover the beehive to prevent it from getting wet. Now, so that's not like a Yitzchak. So when it says, look, in other words, according to Yitzchak, it would be Aser if there was no honey inside. It's only necessary to say that you'd, that you'd be able to cover it when there's two chalos, when there are two honeycombs inside of there. And that you would leave two chalos. Rashi explains that even though they remove all of the honeycombs in the in the, in the winter, but they leave two behind, and from those two, the bees inside the hive are sustained. They, they eat their, the, uh, the honey throughout the winter. So the Gemara says, just a minute, Ozen Shtei Chalos, aren't those Chalos Mok the same? Like a Yehuda, the Gemara is assuming like a Yehuda, that those two Chalos, since they're designated for the bees to eat and not to be taken for uh, for human consumption, they're Mokta. So how does that help? The beehive itself is a Mokta, and the two honeycombs are there for the bees, so they're also Mokta. No, the Gemara says, how come we're talking about a case, he thought about taking them for himself. Meaning usually you leave two behind for the bees for the winter, in this case, before Shabbos, before Yom Tov, he thought about taking them for himself, and therefore they're not mukta. And therefore, if he wants to cover them to protect them from getting wet, that would be okay, even according to Yitzchak. But the Gemara is medayik. So you're saying that only because he thought about taking those two honeycombs, therefore he's allowed to cover them. Otherwise, it would be aser. If he didn't think about them, so what would be the dinen? It would be aser. It would be mukta, and therefore, like Yitzchak, it would be aser. If that's true. So Adetani, so instead of the Bryce saying at the end that it's mutter to cover the beehive who will provided that he doesn't have right as long as he doesn't have kavana to catch the bees to lock the bees inside. In other words, it's essentially mutter unless he has kavana to lock the bees and catch them inside. Why is that the only reason? Why is that the only way to be aser? Liflog he can make that he can make a distinction and he can teach it in the case that it's talking about without getting into having kavana to catch the bees. He could say that it might be Yasser by saying when is it mutter to take something and cover over the beehive to prevent it from getting wet? That's only a case where you thought about taking the honeycombs inside. If you didn't think about taking them, then they're mukta. The whole beehive and the honeycombs inside are all mukta. And then it's going to be Yasser. Right? If this is like a Yitzchak and they're only mukta, and they're mukta unless you thought about them, so say that it's only true if you thought about them. So Gemara says he could have said that. He could have said that. Of course he could have said that. It's true. But but this is what he's actually saying. Sure, if you have no kavana to take the beehives, it would be also to cover it. But he's saying, even if he did think about taking the beehives, the, the honeycombs, and therefore it's not mukta, and therefore it should essentially be okay to come and cover them with uh, cover, but it's only mutter as long as he doesn't have intention to catch them, to lock them inside, because if he does... That will be considered seida. The Gemara asks the question, So how are we being mukim? How are we making this b'raise? Okay, we're understanding this b'raise like Rabbi Huda. This lay mukta. In other words, the case is that you're covering it to protect the honeycombs that are inside, and they're only considered uh, not mukta if you thought about taking them. Like Rabbi Huda, who holds that they would be mukta otherwise. Like Rabbi Huda, this lay mukta. 
But if it's like a Yehuda who holds a book, say the Seifa. The Seifa says you can cover them as long as you had in mind to take those two honeycombs, so they're not muksa. But you cannot have kavana to catch them. You cannot have kavana to catch the bees inside. Who holds that you need to have kavana in order for something to be aser? That's going to be shimon. He's the one who says, He's the one who holds that something that you don't have kavana for is mutter. In other words, there's a machlek this Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon, like we already know whether you hold of Mukta. Rabbi Huda holds of Mukta, Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold of Mukta. And that's why, according to Rabbi Huda, you have to think about using the honeycombs on Yamtif in order for them not to be Mukta. There's not a machlek this Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon, and that is whether Adavashin Veskavin is Mutter or Aser. According to Rabbi Huda, you couldn't do something that might wind up being a Teda, a Malach of Teda, even if you didn't have Kavana for it. According to Rabbi Shimon, it's Mutter, unless you had Kavana for it. So the Seifa here seems to be like Rabbi Huda. The Seifa says, sorry, the Seifa seems to be like Rabbi Shimon. The Seifa says, you have to be careful not to have in mind to catch the bees inside it. But if you didn't have in mind to catch them, that would be okay. That's like Rabbi Shimon. Because only Rabbi Shimon says that when you don't have something in mind, and you don't think about it, it's mutter. Because according to Rabbi Huda, even if you didn't have it in mind, it would be Asr. So the Gemara is in trouble. The ratio we're saying is Rabbi Huda. But the Seifa seems to be Rabbi Shimon. The Rashi is Rabbi Yehuda because it's saying it's Muktzah unless you have in mind to take the honeycombs. The Seifa seems to be Rabbi Shimon, not Rabbi Yehuda. How does that work? So Gemara says, no, no, no. But Tizbra, I mean, is it logical what you're saying? Is it right? Rabbi Shimon, that there's Seifa, Rabbi Shimon? Even the Seifa can't even be Rabbi Shimon because the Bayan Rabbah both say, Rabbi Shimon agrees that the Seifa meaning Rabbi Shimon holds that when you don't have Kavana to do something, even if it might happen, it's mutter. So in this case, if you're covering over the, the beehive to protect it from the rain, and your kavan is not to, to lock the bees inside to catch the bees, it'll be mutter. But he's molded that if it's a psikresha, meaning psikresha literally means cut off the head. If you cut off the head of a chicken, even if your kavan is not to kill it, but it's going to die, so it's awesome. So here too, if you cover over the nest, even if your kavan is not to, ca- to catch the bees, you are going to catch the bees. You're, you're essentially catching them. And Rabbi Shimon agrees when it's a psikresha, when it's, uh, when it's a psikresha that it's gonna happen. Well, then almost, can you cut off that and it's not gonna die? So in this case, can you cover it over and the bees won't escape? So it would be usher to do this even according to Rabbi Shimon. So, obviously, it's not even necessarily Rabbi Shimon. There's just a problem here. We, we, we don't have a question that the race is Rabbi Huda and the safe is Rabbi Shimon. We, we have a problem explaining what's the safe talking about. How could it be true that you can cover it over as long as you don't have kavana? Or Tzedah, if you're covering it over, then you're automatically doing Tzedah, and it should be Aser, the Kuli Alma. So, Le'aylam Kuli Rabbi Yehuda. So, Le'aylam says, actually, we can really explain it all like Rabbi Yehuda. So, in the Reisha, it says that you can cover it only if it's not Muksa, only if you had in mind to take those, uh, those two honeycombs, fine. What are we talking about in the Seifa? That you can cover it over unless you have in mind to catch the bees, to lock the bees inside, but it's okay. These be cover. The case is, we're talking about when there's windows. There's little um, holes where the bees could escape. Now, Velotema, just don't say that according to Yehuda, the words are Uvachli Iskave and Latsud. It shouldn't say that it's mutter as long as you don't have Kavana to catch it. According to Yehuda, it doesn't matter whether you have Kavana to catch it or not, even if it's a Davashain Amiskav, and if it's not your Kavana, if it's going to happen, that they might be caught, it's Asr. So what the mission is saying is, Allah, rather say Don't make it into a trap, meaning to say, your mission is telling you you can cover it over, but cover it over in a way where the bees will be able to escape. 
where there's windows and you leave the windows uncovered. But if there's windows and you cover up all the windows, you make it into a trap, that's when it's going to be asr. So, of course, according to computer, your intention doesn't matter. What matters is the action. Did you do an action that would catch the bees, which, that would contain them? Or did you do a maisa with which they could escape? And that's what it says. Actually, don't make it into a trap. So the only question is pshita, that this is pasha, meaning the Mishnah is saying a chiddush, what's the chiddush? The Mishnah says that you can cover it over unless you have, unless you make it into a trap. Isn't it pasha that you couldn't make it into a trap, you couldn't lock it in there? So the Gemara says this is actually a chiddush in that as well, because now that I have thought, what are we dealing with? Bees. But so the kinds of things, the kind of species that people catch them, that's what it's asr. So if I was covering, uh, you know, uh, an animal that people would catch, people would hunt, so then it would be asr to do that. But but the kind of thing that in its species they're not caught, like bees, let's say people don't catch them, then maybe it would be mutter. Maybe it's mutter to cover over the beehive, because who goes and hunts bees? Kamash malanda, no, it's asr, even to cover over a beehive, which is ain, but me don't need to design a species that people hunt, it's still asr, at least midrabanan.